Welcome to Wild and Exposed. Your number one adventure, nature, and outdoor photography podcast. Wild and Exposed is hosted by Michael Morrow, Ron Hayes, and Jason Lopez. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of Wild and Exposed podcast. Another special episode with a Mother's Day edition. We've got myself, Ron Hayes, back home in Wyoming after just having my first grandbaby. And I can't emphasize enough how awesome that experience was. And I'm glad every, everybody's healthy and happy. Jason Loftus coming to us from Utah. How are you doing, Jason? You know, I'm doing really good. And Ron, big congratulations, man. I mean, I know exactly how that is. And I think we've talked about it, not to try to steal your thunder, but I've got number two coming here in just about a month or so. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm super happy for you and glad everything's, uh, glad they're both healthy and everybody's happy. Yeah. So congrats. And we are fortunate enough tonight to have Jamie Bolschweiler with us, also out of Utah, correct? Although you wouldn't know it because she's all over the place. <laughs> the West. <laughs> I met Jamie in Colorado. Face to face, but also online. And then uh, Jason, I believe you guys have known each other for a while now. Yes, he yeah. got it. He got in my deer shot. <laughs> oh, that is right. I forgot. He does yes, that. you did. That's how I met you. <laughs> oh, that's you'd great. be surprised. Yep. Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> how many times Jason gets yelled at in the field? <laughs> uh, but then he turns that little sweet face to you and says, Oh, I'm really sorry. Did I get in your way? It's okay, right? <laughs> it's okay. I got my shot. You be nice, Jamie. You be nice. I can't believe uh, how well it works, just so you know. It's actually, we should take lessons from him. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, man. That's funny. Yes, I love it, it is. And it was honestly unintentional, I promise. It was like, who is this guy? Okay, do you not see me standing here? And I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then I was like, oh, he's nice. (laughs) You want him to hate me, right? You want him to be mad and hate me. The truth is he just doesn't care. (laughs) Oh, come on. You guys are mean. I know what the truth is. Yeah, you do. (laughs) No, it's been awesome getting to know Jamie. I've been we've ran up, we've ran into each other multiple times out in the field, and that's always awesome. Her husband's usually with her, and he's a great guy, and they're just really good people. And it's just awesome to run into people that have the same passion and be able to sit and talk about that passion and life. And you know, it's it's fun to you know. I think we've probably killed an hour or two middle of the day out um, photographing horses and other things, just you know, in the you know in Colorado and. Just, you know, because it's fun to catch up and, you know, we have um, things in common. So, yeah, it's been awesome to get to know Jamie and her husband. Yes, and I'm pretty blessed to have a spouse that goes out with me because it wasn't always that way. And I think you get to a point where <laughs> you start doing different things, and it, it was really a blessing for us, our relationship. So When I f- first met you, so I'm going to little confession. I have been a fan of your work ever since I've been on Instagram. When I first met you, however, you just introduced yourself by first name. And it took forever. Actually, it took conversation with Jason later on for me to realize that 
you were the Jamie that I've been following on Instagram. I still didn't know. Let's hear you say. Mm-hmm. Let's hear you say my last Bushweiler. name. Oh, you got it. <laughs> but that's only because Jason told me how to pronounce it. Oh, that's nice of him. <laughs> yep. So yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, Jamie's. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I guess we just jump into it a little bit. But her work's phenomenal. Um, I I don't even know for sure how long you've been shooting, Jamie. But I think if I remember right. You've probably been kind of getting serious about shooting for probably what about the last four or five years. Twenty sixteen is when I got um, my first real, I would say, real camera. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Jamie's then Ron made a comment about it, kind of a joke, but you wouldn't know where she's from because if you follow her work at all, she's got stuff from all over the West and. And you never know where Jamie's going to pop up. It's amazing. She <laughs> loves it. I do her love it. Her passion comes through in her work. <laughs> Thank and, you. <laughs> you know, you can. Oh, absolutely. And it's. I was. I was blown away by some of the. I mean, your 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 uh, your eye and your editing style. Um, you've got a really good um, approach, and the fact that you're just so passionate about it and get out and get after it, it's contagious. Um, I love running into you and I love catching up. So, yeah, your work's amazing. If everybody, you know, just right off the bat. Um, you ought to go check out um, Jamie's Instagram, and are you on Facebook as well? So, what? What? Real quick, I mean, we can do. We normally do this at the end, but we might as well just say it now. Where? Where? How do people go and see your work while we're talking about it? So it's Jamie Bolschweiler Photography on Facebook and Instagram, and I just started a TikTok a few days ago. Um, the kid, oh, nice. The kids told me that was the way to go. I were like kind of pressuring me and sending me videos. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I, nice. I think I'm pretty funny every day. I make these stupid videos and show them to Justin and just sit and laugh. And he says, how many times have you watched this? <laughs> and I, I'm ashamed to admit too many times of laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm simple that um, way. <laughs> hey, sometimes it's just the simple thing. Yeah, right? it really is. <laughs> I, I get a kick out of simple things. So. That's awesome. I'm going to have to go look oh, up yeah. your TikTok. That's cool. We might have to play one on the show if they're good. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I'm still honing that craft. So, so speaking of honing your craft, first of all, starting out in 2016, you've got a very artistic style. It's not, you know, simple imagery. It's very artistic in the way that you present your shots and capture your shots. How did you develop that? I mean, getting started in 2016, did you have a mentor or is that a style that you kind of developed on your own? No mentor. I um, didn't even know how to really use my computer. I just, so I, I kind of, I don't know if you guys mind if I temporarily interrupt that conversation to go to, I just wanted to tell you thank you for the Mother's Day because, um, it's really kind of what started me on my photography journey was my mom passing away and um, quite tragically. And that's really what got me started is kind of finding some peace with that. And I picked up a, a, you know, to me it was expensive, a Sony A6000 and then my dog broke it. And that's when I said, I'm buying a real camera, which came as a shock to Justin because I'm super cheap. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. anyways, that's, and that, and, um, 
you know, being an empty nester, when your kids start moving out, you kind of lose your place in the universe. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but it was a real, um, it was hard the first couple kids. So anyways, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the Mother's Day thing is really, um, kind of, uh, correlates with my story with photography, but no, I didn't have a mentor, kind of feel like I've had to gain the information and I, I took classes over at Clearfield High School <laughs> for uh, Photoshop just to figure out how to use Lightroom because <clears throat> I had no idea, you know, when we were kids there was no computer <laughs> really that, you know, so. Yeah, the Apple IIc. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't much. I think my calculator does more than that computer could do at this point. But yeah, there wasn't much going on back yeah. then. Yeah. And then I enrolled in a class at the, uh, one of the others, you know, like community college, it was just a six week, one night a week thing. And just to learn how to use my camera. Cause the funny story is I could use the a 6,000. It had a, you know, a auto on it. And we got the Nikon home and I said, where's the auto? <laughs> and I, I literally sat and cried. <laughs> I was like, how am I ever going to use this camera? I had no idea anything about the exposure triangle, nothing. So right. yeah, it was, that was probably a blessing in disguise. Wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but not at the second. Not that no, moment. I, I cried. <laughs> I was like, we have this expensive camera, which was expensive to us. And what, what am I going to do with it? I had no idea. So I started shooting an aperture priority and then moved to manual. And so it was really discouraging at first. I hope that I answered I was going to say, it's obviously a question. pretty quick <laughs> learning curve. Yeah, I taught right. Justin too. He's got some really nice work, even though he's not on social media. So He does. I've gotten to see the back of his camera once, a couple times, you know. But yeah. He just kind of does it for fun for himself, which I love. I love people that do that too. You know, they don't feel like they need to share their work and... They just do it because it's enjoy enjoyable for them, and he's definitely fits that mold for sure. But it's fun to watch him. He'll just <laughs> he'll just leave. Yes, Jamie. he leaves. Like Jamie's doing her thing, and he's there. He goes. Yep, he like, he, he takes off, and it's awesome because he'll come back and say, "Oh, I found this over here," and I'm like, "Cool, you know, it's really cool." So, and the the jo ongoing joke is, he always says to me, "I got you." Like if I miss something. <laughs> So, yeah. That's awesome. He's got me. <laughs> That's great. So getting started that way, I mean, obviously the learning curve's a little bit longer because you're teaching yourself or learning from classes or YouTube or whatever it takes. But then how did you develop that artistic style? Did that just come from your eye or was that something that you saw somebody else's work and wanted to try to emulate it? How did that come about? I think for me, I found the biggest thing is, is everybody's inspired by somebody else. There is no original. You're, you're always, your work is always growing on something somebody's already tried. You can do different things, but somebody's probably tried it somewhere. And so for me, it was looking at what I really liked and joining like a 52 week photography challenge on Facebook made a huge difference. I was trying all different kinds of photography and then I was really, um, focusing on what did I like and what did I want to emulate and then going in and emulating that in Lightroom just it's like things changed overnight for me 
So it's almost embarrassing to go back now and see what I shot in 2016. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not. It's not I that it's I always a, like to go yeah. back just to see how much things have progressed. Yes, and thank goodness for Facebook friends that go, that's amazing. <laughs> because without them, I, you know, they're the ones that you go, oh, gosh, I must have really done a good job. And you look back now and say, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The general lay public has an eye for things. They always do because your brain's wired a certain way. But at the same time, they're your friends. So, yeah, that was. Yeah. That's an interesting point, Jamie. I've actually thought about that quite a bit. And just a quick rant on that, because I I often do the same thing. I look back at one, and I started roughly in that 2016 timeframe as well. And what's crazy is I, I do the same thing. I look at it and go, what in the world? I mean, it's like, that is no good at all. But I also think that just in general, right, the entire photography world or whatever you want to call it the, the folks that have been posting instagram for, or that time frame the level of quality has risen you know together if you will um don't get me wrong there are some incredible images out there that i never thought i could dream of touching and still probably never will but you know i look back and i, I try not to be as hard on myself because a it's you know that was just part of my journey and i had to do that so I could learn to get to where I am today, right? I mean, I know I know you probably have that same appreciation, but it's interesting to me how if I look and I go back and I look at images from that time frame, I I they weren't terrible, <laughs> they weren't great, but they weren't terrible compared to what else was out there at the same time. You know what I mean? And I think that's a perspective a lot of us lose sometimes too. But I I have to admit, even look. Now I'm like, that is a snapshot <laughs> from the back of my cell right. phone is what it looks like. Really <laughs> awful. <laughs> so Yeah, well, people look at your work and they won't believe what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you the so light much. play and the, you know, you're in areas of the West that have a lot of dust and you really take advantage of uh -huh. that dust and, and uh, kind of foggy stuff. And I think that that contributes to your style because you take a backlit shot in the dust. It doesn't get any better than that, honestly. Oh, that shot I got. I, I told Justin, I was like, I talk the whole time. It, <laughs> he must laugh inside because I'm like, oh, my gosh, can you believe this light? This is amazing. Look at this dust. I'm sure he's over there thinking, yeah, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> but there's a commentary attached to it. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, yeah, when I, and you had asked me about my style, when Tamron asked me to do an interview with them, because I was using a Tamron lens in the beginning, um, they asked me to do an interview with them, and that was the thing she asked me, how would you define your style? And I said, I don't know, fantasy something? <laughs> she said she looked it up and couldn't find, like, a term for it, but for me, it's like a, I don't know, a just more of a painterly fantasy style is what I had told her. And that's a lot of people, a lot of artists will contact me and say, I want to paint your work. Cause I think it's already kind of looks more like a painting. Exactly. Bit, so uh, yeah. Ethereal. I don't know if that's the right term, but you do have kind of a magical use of that light and dust when it's available and fog because there's, you know, there's your horse stuff that's in those dusty arid areas, but then the fog, like with your sandhill cranes and different things like that, you just really make use of those elements. 
And I think that's what really makes your, your work pop. Yeah, I, I went to photograph the sage grouse yesterday, and there was fog. Like, I've never seen fog up there. And But fog's a challenge. I don't know if you've ever edited fog. I, I don't know, Ron, you're, you're not as big of an into editing, I don't right? do a lot. I do a little bit more than I used to, of course, but I don't do much, or I try not to. Yeah, for me, that's that's like the art. I I love the art part of it, and so the fog is. I'm sure Jason agrees. Fog is really hard sometimes with the grain, and <clears throat> well, and it's hard, right? When you mention fog, and I, you know, I, I love the challenge of it, but very rarely do I get an image that yes. I'm happy with. It's like it's everything has to line yep. up so perfectly for yes. it to work, you know. And yeah, yeah, it's a struggle. You know, I, I will say real quick, though, I mean, ethereal, all the words you guys have used, painterly, whatever, but I really want to compliment you because I feel like there's a line, right, where you can over-edit something to where it does actually look like a painting, and I don't feel like your work looks like a painting. I feel like it looks like a real image, which it is, obviously, but I'm just saying, I think I think you ride that line Thank really you. well. Thank you. You always... Uh, you're, you're, you're... No, ahead, I interrupted sorry. you. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, I was just just complimenting you that your use of that, and you mentioned it when we got on, right? If I miss two sunsets, you love and you understand sunrise, sunset, and that that perfect light and those moments, right? Because that's when you that's when you shine, and I think you take advantage of those those elements, like Ron said, and combining all that together is just it, it really is. It's Thank incredible. You. So congratulations Thank you. to you. Because you always wonder as an artist. Mm -hmm. I wrote a post about this. Judging your own work's incredibly hard. What I love most, most people like you know some of your favorite images are not what everybody else loves, and and sometimes you get those ones. I've edited a few and posted them, and people go gaga, and I wasn't even gonna like post it, and I thought, what is up? <laughs> like I, yeah. There's just sometimes it's hard judging your own work. I can look at everybody else's work and tell what people like, but it's hard to tell what you know. I've had. So. A couple that I've kind of played with some yeah. different editing elements on, but they were taken a long time ago, and I never even they were images that I'm surprised I didn't delete, and people just go nuts. But you, you just yeah. never know. Everybody else's taste is different. No, you don't. It is different, but I think the way our brains are wired, there's a common threads of what people love. And so for me, I can see that in other people's work, but in my own, it's really hard. Occasionally, I get done editing one and say to Justin, check this out. <laughs> and he knows I'm happy <laughs> then, but it's, it's far and in between. So. so are you doing this full time now? Yes. So I did daycare for 23 years. Because I want to be home with my kids, and I, I did a lot of other things besides that. I've always been a busybody. <laughs> I did beekeeping and extreme couponing, and I built a deck. Okay, hold on. So, but um, <laughs> no, it wasn't the deck was that got me. It was the extreme, oh, okay. extreme okay, couponing. Couponing. <laughs> I I was such an extreme couponer. I still have stuff that we are still using after our kids moved out. We still have detergent. And I quit, like, back in, jeez, I want to say, like, 2013. So that's how much stuff I you, you had enough money saved up to buy a <laughs> camera at that point, so you... <laughs> no, when you have six kids, <laughs> that gets used on them. 
to school. I, I'm sure you guys are, I don't know about, yeah, you're in Wyoming. Wyoming or Montana? Wyoming. Yeah, uh, just enrolling the kids in school here costs us $1,500 every year to pay for their fees and stuff like that. So, anyways. Yeah. that's I've never heard that term before. That's funny. No, that's great. Yeah, yeah I extreme coupon. It was like another full-time job. So I did daycare for like 11 hours a day. I would coupon while the kids were there, you know, sit down on the floor and cut the stuff out. And so I had a whole binder. I kept everything in. But I guess you asked me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you asked me. Um, so then, what was it? It would have been 2016. At the beginning of 2017, I quit doing daycare full time. So I do, I do just do this as a job. I did portrait work, and that made pretty good money. But you know, wildlife is is hard. And I know you guys have a lot of people on your show that are doing it full time and making a full time paycheck. I am not. Justin's doing this. Sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I call him. But. Um, the portrait work, didn't like, he helped lights for me because I couldn't afford to employ somebody else. So um, he came to me one day and said, I would rather work overtime than do portrait work anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, I don't even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not very many of us that enjoy shooting people. We like the wildlife, you know. But, you know, I get a good hit <laughs> sometimes. Like last year, I won a thousand bucks on one of the calendar contests I got the cover photo and you know the Tamron article played pretty decent and so things like that will come up I keep hoping I'll win a big contest that's kind of my drive right now so like you're trying the photographer of the <laughs> so, year contest those bigger ones the wildlife photographer of the year last year I actually made it to like the top I was in made the last it to Smithsonian then and the or, uh, natural yeah. history museum one yeah, so anyways, they had contacted me. I can't tell you how static I was, but they said, you got to send us your image because I was in the, the last round, which would have been like mm -hmm. the top 100 people. And um, they said, send us the image, and I did. And because of my editing, which I thought I'd gone through and looked at all the rules. It was the first time I'd entered the contest. I looked at all the rules, thought I was good, but because of some of the changes I made to the background, which I don't know what all those were. So I'm really careful now when I enter stuff. It's really a learning curve, especially when you're teaching yourself. So um, I was disqualified, which I thought I can't be upset no, to make that in the, the first year you try was I was very excited. Plus there's a couple other contests I've heard things about and just waiting to see where I play. So well, good luck. I know the guy that Thank won you. it a few years ago got nixed because he had taken a mounted aardvark and put it out on this yeah. termite mound. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the image was incredible, but somebody recognized the hair it pattern on the aardvark and recognized that it was the same one that was in the office of this national park. They just took it out in the field and placed it and got the image when they were all illuminated. I I wouldn't dream of doing it. I've actually been accused of mounting deer on hills. <laughs> to, yes, I, I have gotten some crazy stuff. You know the one that the stallions mm -hmm. rearing up and fighting in the rays of sun? People have totally accused me of faking that. No. I don't even know how to use Photoshop at all. So Lightroom doesn't do that for you. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's a compliment. Yeah, I funny. think people people are just jealous. 
That's what Justin says. (laughs) You got a shot they couldn't even dream of, and therefore it must have been faked, right? Yeah, that was one of those days you just, I remember standing there with the guy I was with, and I said, wouldn't it be amazing if those horses reared up in those rays of light? And he had put his camera away, and I had a wide angle on, and I took that, and it's heavily cropped, but I was just like, how many times have you guys had that happen where you vision envision something, and it actually comes to fruition? I always, it's, I'm uh, always talking to animals, telling them what I want them to do, and then... Yes. You know, it's kind of under your breath. It's real quiet. Obviously, you're not yelling, but it's it's funny how many times it happens. Mm-hmm. You think about a behavior and you maybe it's because you're seeing cues that may or may not lead up to that. That's kind of got your mind thinking in that direction. But I agree with you fully. There, there are a lot of times where you just think about something and all of a sudden there it is. That is really interesting, and I've never thought about that, Ron, but I think you're right. I think it's like you see the cues leading up to it, and then you the conditions are amazing, and you're, you know, I think subconsciously you almost yeah. start to go, wow, this could happen, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, and it, and it does happen way more than it should in my mind, you know what I mean? It's like chances of that happening just on its own is, just seems unlikely, but, yeah, when it does, it's just – and then that's when you stop, Jamie, and you go – yeah, well, I, just no doubt. I did do that recently. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to admit, normally his goal, it is hilarious, is to make me jealous. He actually goes out to find things to come back and say, look what I found. <laughs> it's really funny. He said, I'm just trying to find something you didn't see. So I don't know. We have this. But I right. totally believe in vis- visualization. I know it's, for me, it's God. And it's other things like people that I love that have passed away that I feel like sometimes I just need a break (laughs) and those stallions rear up, you know, it's just, it's kind of amazing. Um, the power of the mind and for me, the great beyond whatever that is for somebody. Well, and you put yourself out there a lot too, and we can't under under state how important that is. I mean, people that have images like that, I promise you, you don't get them from just happenstance going out once in a while. People that have those kinds of images spend a lot of time. What are you talking doing about? We're all do, lucky. Right? I mean, there's just. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, we are. Yeah, we I'm... are. <laughs> if I wasn't lucky, I'd be nothing. Trust me. But yeah, but you, you're right. You know, I mean, you just you put the time in and that's what I guess that's the point I'm trying to make is, you know, you just can't expect to go out and have it happen. You need to go out and put the time in. So. Your style or some of what you see with your style is part of what kind of pushed me to be on the opposite side of light a lot of times. Because a lot of times you find yourself racing to get around with the sun over your back. So you've got that nice, you know, illuminated eye or that catch light when really the shot is the backlit. Yeah. On the other side. It it is. I I love. And. Like Jason's shot of the elk coming out of the dark shadows. I've got a, you know, you always have that list of shots in your mind that you will never get out of your mind. That's one of them. I mean, obviously that's a front lit shot, but there are just, I, I, there's something about darker shots and the backlit stuff I really love. Mm-hmm. I know everybody doesn't, but, but thank you for saying that. I'm sorry I interrupted. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> it's, it's inspiring and, even with video, seeing some of the things that 
on the project that I did last summer. We're almost always working in backlit conditions and the difference between that and a frontlit subject on video is astronomical. It just blows you, blows your mind when you see it come alive. But thank you for saying that. That's very yeah. flattering. Especially from you guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we... Well, you're an inspiration to us, Tristan. Yeah. I know oh. We just run our mouths. Room. You get the shots. <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah. do do a lot yeah. of talking. <laughs> Hey, yes, Jason, did you get that buck in the water? Yeah. Like, All right, guys. <laughs> I'm just joking. I yeah. know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah, we do. It's funny. It's like Jamie's like, yeah, all right, guys. Well, you know what? It's been great talking, but I'm going to go <laughs> take photos. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So, Jamie, what, what kind of uh, – what what about your photography when you're out in the field do you enjoy the most? I mean, what what motivates you with your photography? I think lately, especially the last few years, I've really found a lot of peace. And it is really peace for me in connecting with nature. I really love it when you have that opportunity that an animal acts like you've always been there. And for me, that, I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question, but for me, that's really where I get the kick. I mean, it's, it's great to be recognized other ways, but... When I come home after a day like that, sometimes, you know, you talk about the lighting and stuff and you come home and you're like, I just can't believe I saw that with my own eyes. It's like the sage grass the other morning with the fog and it's coming over the mountain and it's a place I don't normally see that at. And for me, it's just the peace. That's a great answer. Yeah, that absolutely answers my question. I always tell people I'd love to be out there and see what animals do when we're not around. And that kind of goes right back to what yeah. you're saying, you know, you like you've always yes. been there. And they're just acting naturally. Yeah, because like last winter, not this winter, because this winter was horrible. Last winter, it was great. And um, they had some night herons that were, you know, out there at Farmington Bay. And they were all these juveniles and a couple adults and they were hanging out. And, you know, they're kind of secretive birds sometimes. You don't get a lot with them. And. I had sat out there for a week on um, the ground. I just put some snow pants on and just sat out there. People drive by and they'd say hi. But I sat out there. But, you know, one day somebody said, oh, that night heron's been picking up the grebes and shaking them by the head. You know, things like that that you just... I <laughs> There was a muskrat that had come out and sit by the night hair and you'd think, is he going to pick him up and eat him? You know? <laughs> there were just some amazing interactions, but to see him shake a grebe by the head, there, there, was, there was a duck there was the eating fish, and it was just weird stuff I hadn't seen before. So That's cool. Did you, did you see one of those things really pick up a grebe I have by a the picture head? of it. I haven't really posted it yet, but I have a picture of it. And That's I have a picture crazy. of them. Yeah, it was totally cool. And, you know, it's one of those things you're excited about. You get home. And about a week after I take photos, I'm bored. I want new stuff. <laughs> it's so bad. It's such a disease <laughs> obsession, I guess. And I want new stuff. And the stuff I thought was so cool I was going to post, I just don't ever post. And it's just, yeah, I've actually got a cool shot of him yanking a grieve around. Now you have head. to post it. <clears throat> <laughs> okay just for you guys yeah yeah <laughs> or we can put it in the show notes that is what drives me to or gets me out there 
I just, I always want to see something new. And at this point, I've seen a lot, but there's still so much you haven't seen. Do you have like a list of animals that you haven't photographed that you want to photograph or? I knew you guys had asked that. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the golden question for all of us, right? I mean. Yes. You know, Justin laughs because my bucket list grows every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Um, so a maned wolf is something I would like to photograph. I don't. I saw those a few years ago. I'm still finding things I didn't even know about, and I would love to get a main wolf. And baby badgers are still on the list. A regular adult badger and some decent lights on the list. Um, let's see, otter babies. I want to go to Austria to photograph the marmots that the lady likes to give props to. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Jason that. Knows what I'm talking I about. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a thing for ground critters and yep. props and stuff. So, and you know, I above and beyond ground critters, I would like to do some real storm photography one day and some cave stuff. But I think my prime past caving is probably <laughs> no spelunking <laughs> for me. <laughs> so, yeah, the storm stuff is incredible. Huh? Yeah, yes. I mean, and, yeah. I, I would love to do some of that too, but that's one of those where you've got to really commit, you know, probably two, three weeks and just be there and hope for things to come together too, right? And you're going to want to wait for a time where our economy is a little bit more solid and gas prices are down because there's a lot of driving involved. <laughs> yeah, in that's, that. yes, and that's kind of inhibited a lot of our traveling recently, that and breaking things that have broken, so. I hate it when I break stuff, and so does my insurance agent. <laughs> I'm talking about things you don't necessarily have oh, insurance gotcha. for, you know? <laughs> but yeah, no, broken stuff is no fun. It has been two months of nonstop expensive broken stuff, and I'm just done, so. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Force you to shoot closer to home. I actually am a big at home shooter, anyways. I really enjoy living in Utah, and we are so lucky to have Antelope Island and some of the other things we have it's not yellowstone or jackson hole but i'm pretty grateful for what we have around so even in my own backyard i was telling jason yesterday i have a, these mallard ducks and i mean we're in a city they come into our pond every day now for weeks <laughs> it's just we've never had that before it's kind of cool that being said you've made two comments now you talked to jason last night and if we made you miss two sunsets in a row, we were going to be in trouble. Well, I meant, I meant like if you cancel oh. again tonight, and I had to miss. Yeah, we you wouldn't know do that saying. twice, but we did cancel last night. Ron was having technical difficulties; we had to get him straightened out. I told you I would have my son quickest issue. Well, I told Jason to have him call me. Okay. I totally would have. <laughs> he helps me with everything. He needs to be our kid. Riverside help. Helpline. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's funny. Um, and and I want to do a little plug for him. He's got his uh, little Instagram as Brandon's Astro Backyard, and um, he's just start taking up um, doing astrophotography stuff. I would love to get into, but it's just a lot of commitment. So, see, that's the difference between me and an astro. I have a very good friend, and he was world class. Um. 
and he always wanted me to go out and was going to teach me all his tricks and things like that. But Sean was a complete night owl, and I am ready for bed about right when the sun goes down, and then I'm up before the sun comes back up. So I'm just the exact opposite. And so it never really worked out all that well. Yeah, I saw you mention that on one of the podcasts, that, and wildlife shooting's hard with that as well. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. So what was the page? I'm going to look him up. Brandon's, I think it's Astro Backyard. I thought it was Backyard Astro, but Astro Backyard. He does a lot of it out of his backyard. He's just gotten started like a few months ago, maybe November, I think. And it's kind of cool when your kids um, take an interest in photography and having six he's the only one <laughs> so yeah it's pretty cool looking at his page it's uh yeah he's really getting into it he's doing a great job so on yeah, a side no, note there yeah no kidding yeah <laughs> nice i've got to give a... my uh computer helper guy a, you know a plug right. there <laughs> absolutely a little shout out <laughs> it's it's mother's day and all right <laughs> that's right <laughs> so jamie what is your favorite ever outdoor experience you knew that one was coming too <laughs> yes i did <laughs> okay so i thought about this a lot and Justin and i talk about this sometimes but i honestly can tell you my my favorite experience is usually the most recent one that i've had that kind of blew my mind and that was we were in california um a few months ago and i we got there and I just it was a visualization thing like we talked about and I said to Justin would be amazing if we could get bobcats and wildflowers and we just laugh so we went somewhere and he said drop me I'm gonna hike like Justin does he doesn't want to be you know I want to go take off on my own and I drive not probably a half mile down the road and see a bobcat on a hill and I kind of pull up and and I quietly hike up around the back and come over the, the top of the hill and there's a bobcat sitting in wildflowers. <laughs> so I take some photos and I'm sitting there going, this is insane. <laughs> so that's my most recent, most recent one that really sticks out to me. And I just went back to the car and picked him up and I said, well, we can go now. <laughs> I got what that's I came awesome. for. <laughs> And he thought I was messing with him because I normally do. And I pulled out the camera and he's like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that was cool. And then the elephant seals there, the babies, you know, the moms leave them. And they um, they go into those little pools off the side of the ocean. And they were playing in there. And it was phenomenal. They sound like sand people. <laughs> I don't yep. know if you guys have ever heard of them. In person, oh, but I kept saying to Justin, what do they sound like? And he, I said, they're sand people, but they were playing and had these little groups and were fighting. And that was, gave me a lot of joy. So it was a fun trip, but that's my, I've had a lot over the years that have been really stood out to me. They're not like some of the guys you have on wearing their, in some backcountry tent and a coyote peas on it or, <laughs> you know, some of the other ones that they've talked about. The guy, the Isaac was talking about the cougar, um, that uh, ate the sandhill crane and, you know, things like that. But we've seen some cool stuff over the years. So it's whatever the recent one was for me. I don't have one that stands out over all the rest of you guys. I'm curious. Oh, you're What's your favorite? Flipping the script. Yes, <laughs> I really want to know what your favorite ever is. That's a hard damn question. It is. <laughs> 
So, Jason, go ahead. Ron? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, need yeah. <laughs> you need a minute to think? Right. <laughs> Play some Jeopardy music yeah. for a minute. No, for me, it was... Um, <laughs> it goes back to maybe one of those recent things, but the, this isn't really recent. Um, hiking up the hill, going after doll sheep. And it one the one day in particular when just one of those shots that you visualize and I I had to forego everything everybody else was blazing away at to get myself in a position to get the shot that I wanted. And I wanted a vertical shot with a steeper hill, the ram on the side, looking back, um, kind of looking, you know, over the shoulder, three quarter turned away. And it just so happened that behind him was the tundra on the hillside and that fall color. And it, it worked out perfectly. And he was a decent ram. He wasn't a monster, but he was a full curl ram. So that made it even better. That's nice. Yeah. That's one of those that you can. They're on the, they're on the, they're on the Yeah, they're beautiful, well. beautiful animals, but hard to shoot. We had to wait for a day that was overcast because that white. You blow it out so easy in sunlight. Jason's yeah. turn. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> you know, what's funny for me is I think one of my favorite experiences, it really didn't even come with any incredible images. Um, but it really was just an experience I had. And it was, probably, it was probably about the second time I ever photographed bighorn sheep. And we were up on the mountain just photographing away. And my buddy Dale Evans, who's been on the show before, was with me and we were photographing some sheep and one of the rams laid down and was kind of like putting his head down and the sheep obviously had gotten really comfortable with us and my Dale was pointing to behind me to get me to look behind me and I turned around and looked and a ewe had come up and laid down like literally right behind me like her head was just barely not touching my leg and I literally and I didn't but I could have reached down behind me and petted her I mean it was just it was that close, right? And she was that comfortable. So, and I don't know, that moment was just like, like you said, right? And then to me, that's one of those moments where it's just like, wow, this is incredible. I am out in the middle of nowhere with these wild animals and they have accepted me, you know, to be around them. They, they're, they're not afraid of me. They know I'm not a threat. And, you know, they, it sounds kind of corny, but they've accepted me. And I get to just be a part of what they're doing and experience it and witness it and try to take photographs of it. And that's probably one of the biggest ones that stick in my mind and I, re and I reflect on quite a bit. And every chance I get to have an experience like that, like you mentioned, those are the, I'm very much like you. Those are the, those are the experiences that drive me, you know. Yep, the, the take home things where you're like, I don't know, what Jason doesn't know is one of the, Somebody peed on him, one of them. <laughs> right, right, probably. <laughs> I only joke and say that. I was out doing a portrait shoot one time, and I was laying on my stomach to get a shot I wanted at the Capitol building, and I had a dog come over and pee on me. Oh, my heck. <laughs> and I just, Justin was like, are you pissed? And I just sat and laughed. It was yeah, so quite, quite literally, insanely I am. <laughs> quite literally, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's great. Probably a story you shouldn't tell people, right? No, you didn't. Ah, no, it's, you didn't tell anybody just now. Yeah. No. 
No worries. Right. Just, it's just us. <laughs> uh, there's so many. Like you say, it's, you know, I think back even when I was working for the Game and Fish, we were taking four-wheelers along this tight trail to get back to this kind of backcountry lake so that we could sample it. And this pine marten, there was a down tree. It was like 45-degree snag. And there was a bough that had two pine cones still hanging on the end of it. And this little pine marten would run up, get to the top, and he'd like do backflips off of it, trying to slap those pine cones off. He was just playing. And then he'd just do a loop, come back up as like he was doing hardcore parkour right off that tree. That's so cool. And then the first wolf I ever saw was that, is... that was right up there, too. Yeah, like you say, there's so many, you just awesome. have to sometimes defer to the most recent. I think for me, I've had a few, like, we got a bobcat out of antelope one day, and I've seen them probably three or four times, which is incredibly rare, but never actually in there. A coyote had backed a bobcat up on, uh, two coyotes had bought onto the edge of a cliff, and we stopped, and that scared him, and Justin's like, you know, cats don't really, like, we don't know a lot about bobcats. We haven't really encountered them, and he said, cats are kind of scared they'll stay in place, so we went out there and got a couple pictures, and you could tell it was upset, so I was like, we're leaving, and he's like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do this. Look at its little face, but that was an amazing encounter and the piebald deer I saw a few years ago in the Uenos that was like a unicorn moment for me I didn't even know what it was because I hadn't been doing wildlife for that long so again the benefits of being out all the time I mean I really and I mean that I'm not being flippant um you know it's funny I'll tell you a quick story I'm not even joking you're gonna laugh at this <laughs> when Remember when there's that sighting of the wolverine yes. out by antelope island yes I literally thought to myself I will bet you money, Jamie is the one that saw it and got the photos of that thing. Whatever. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I really did. I was thinking if anybody did, it was Jamie. You know, it's funny. No. <laughs> and then, you know, it was, I don't know if Ron knows this. Do you know anything about the story? No. So it left the island and came over into the neighborhood not far from us. And it was on the trail, the old, like, railroad trail running up and down it and people got videos of it and people kept saying to me well you're lucky if you go out you'll get it and I thought <laughs> not in a million years like people had gotten in on their doorbell cam and they mm -hmm. I, I heard that they caught that one but they got one recently I'm sure Jason knows about this up there in uh oh, Justin Hunt's there do you know where it was at where they caught it they actually caged it and put a, a tracking device on it yeah, it's right there it on the open. Where is it called? You're going to have to help me with this one. <laughs> Randolph. Was it a Randolph? Yeah, it was That's in Randolph. Right. Yeah, they yeah. caught it eating sheep. It had, like, killed, like, and attacked all these sheep. But, yeah, Wolverine would be cool to get. But that was not me. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, not a radio collar Wolverine eating mutton. That wouldn't be the shot you're looking for. <laughs> no. But I think anybody would take what they could get of right. a Wolverine. Yeah, saw a cell phone picture out the side of somebody's car and the wolverine was standing up on the side of the car in oh, uh, custer state park in south dakota a few years ago oh, that's on our bucket list this year i hope we make yeah. it uh, you're are you serious that's a motivator right yeah there. but this was a few years ago and i don't i haven't heard anything Love about it. it 
since. I think it was just Don't worry. Wandering. I'm lucky. I'm That's right. Get it. You'll get it. If anybody <laughs> will get it, you'll get it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. But Jason will probably be in of, front of you. Yeah, he will be. <laughs> and then he's going to be sad because he's lucky that buck. Well, actually, that was probably one of the few times I had got a big buck out there in Antelope. <laughs> but a Wolverine, I might take him out for. <laughs> yeah. You may not be so I nice. want to be there for no. that. <laughs> Justin says I've got a mean streak it comes from my family <laughs> so yeah but I was gonna say I was thinking about this with the podcast thing and that you know up until I started doing photography I'd never even been to a national park like my I didn't grow up that way my family didn't take us to national parks or it's been a whole eye-opening thing. And for me, photography, and I think you guys probably feel this way, really gives you an insight into uh, all the beautiful things in this world that we miss out on and the complexities and the peace surrounding nature that I really just missed before. I mean, I always love being outside, but it's, it's such a, I don't know, what a wonderful tool. So, right. Yeah, I know when I go too long, I start to literally crave and you know i need to be out i just want to go out i don't even really care if what i'm going to photograph you know sometimes it's just like i just need to go you know and i it's it's the way we've talked about it many times and i think it's for a lot of us it's the same like you mentioned that it's just one of those things that helps us clear our head it's the way we escape the all the crap that's going on in the world and the electronic devices and all the other stuff you know and yeah that's a good point you made and it helps a lot with, like, I get seasonal depression stuff. Um, so I, I found, and I see this a lot with a lot of the podcasts and other things i watch. people mention that, that it helps immensely, um, among other things. But, you know, there's a lot of, to be taken away of being in nature and just taking that in. There's a lot of times we just sit there and really take it in now instead of being worried about getting the shot. So... And it's just, you know, those things that you drive by that when you have a camera in your hand, you're looking at the light, you're looking at whatever the subject is, and you're thinking, and if I just sit here another 15 minutes instead of just moving on, something magic's going to happen. Yeah. And it does. Yep. Which is, you wonder how many of those moments have you missed? Thousands, you know? There are just all those tiny moments that come together. I was hiking by myself the other day, and um, somebody had carved a wood face into a tree. And I don't necessarily endorse that, but there was something so beautiful about finding that, and it was something I had never seen before. You know, I love stuff like that, and um, people on Facebook loved it too. I wasn't, you know, sure about the backlash on that, that they were going to be mad, but nobody really said anything. And well, you didn't it was just kind of cool. Right? They <laughs> No. Oh no. I wish I had that kind of skill. No, mm -hmm. but it was, um, it was just one of those lovely tiny little moments. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Those perfect little moments that you take away from something that mean a lot to you. So, and they're simple. Yep. Yeah, they don't. They don't have to be. Uh, it's complicated. It's not the right word, but yeah, those sometimes those are the best moments. Just the simple, peaceful, lonely, on your own moments. You know that we get to have when doing this stuff. You know, honestly, I honestly constantly feel super blessed to be able to have the ability to go out and do this 
and to be a part of nature and to see the things I get to see. And I always feel like I'm missing out all the time. You know, um, FOMO's real, and it's not about getting the shot. It's about what I'm like. Ron said, how many things have I missed over the last two weeks because I haven't been able to get out, and and how many of those experiences did I not get to have because I didn't get to get out? You know, but and it's it's interesting what affects you and and other people in different ways. I mean, it's really those small little things you take away and and can change your whole day and mood and stuff. So I'm really grateful for those things. <clears throat> You know, I hadn't heard that before, Jamie, that that's how, um, you know, that's what got you kind of the photography thing is had helped you so much with your mother. And as is very fitting for, you know, the reason we had you on the podcast, yes. too. So that's pretty powerful. It was, yeah. yeah. It was really strange when I started thinking about it. I was like, that's, it really was what got me into it, you know, with her passing away tragically. And it was just, I had a hard time for quite a few years after that. You know, a funny little thing that about Jamie, which I don't even know if she realizes this, but, um, and she mentioned it briefly, but she loves the ground critters. She loves the squirrels, the marmots, the whistle pigs, all the little critters that are just out there, the mice, all of it. She loves all those little critters. And uh, actually her love of them and me spending time talking to her about it has actually given me a little more of an appreciation for, for those as well. I think I probably, since I've, you know, found that out about Jamie, I probably have taken more photographs of ground squirrels and marmots and that. And when I do, I always try to send her one and say, hey, Jamie, thinking of you, you know, but yeah. That's... He sends me the signs that say, watch for this critter crossing, like marmot crossing. I always find it funny. We go places <laughs> and you'll actually see one of those signs that sometimes we see the strangest ones. And I will say to Justin, can you believe there's a sign for that? Right. <laughs> I wish I could remember specifically what I'm talking about because the marmot ones are quite common, but we've seen some other ones and I'm like, did that sign really say what I thought it said? <laughs> I'm sure you guys have seen ones like that. Oh, yeah. so. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wyoming's got them all over and you have to watch for them because there's nothing else to look at in those parts of the state. <laughs> yeah well you always know it. i get excited when i see a sign that says watch for animals on the road and i say to him what the hell could be out here <laughs> but you're always surprised there's you know there's something out there you didn't quite see yet so right. but i wish they would specify what i'm looking for <laughs> sometimes they do watch for these animals on the road <laughs> right give you a list yeah Yes, <laughs> maybe I'd sit a little longer. <laughs> yeah, I get a kick out of the. Uh, I, I'm sure Jason's seen this one, but the the people that draw the deer, the deer sign, and there's a guy riding him. Oh yeah, <laughs> with, the, with his hand in the that's air. That's usually Wyoming. That's actually, Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's one. There's one um, up going towards Morgan, and I just. I laugh every time I laugh, I think, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, have you seen the Wyoming sticker, right, with the horse and the guy, the cowboy? It's our license plate. Steamboat. Right. Yes. Right. So yeah. that's what that's what's driving that, right, is, yeah, it's kind of funny. The only thing I know about Wyoming is they go 10 miles under the speed limit, and I don't endorse. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? I don't know anybody in Wyoming oh, that Wyoming. goes 10 miles an hour under oh the speed God. limit. When we go there, 
I, without fail, I say to Justin, they all go 10 miles under the speed limit. No, that's just when we're in the city because we're scared of all the traffic. (laughs) (laughs) What traffic? (laughs) There's none in Wyoming, so you just go. I do love Wyoming. It's, we've had some fun exploring Wyoming. Yeah, what's not to love except for the southern part? I actually love the southern part quite a bit. We spend a lot of time down there. Oh, well, of course, yes, with your horses. Horse. Yeah. Yes, and there's there's some uh, refuges, too, we've gone to that I really like. We have a good time at. I have to admit, the less crowded they are, the better. <laughs> and those areas, it's one of the places I can go and shoot horses. You won't see anybody all day long. I won't run into Jason out no. there. <laughs> Don't have to. No, I was actually just going to ask you if I could ever get an invitation. So. <laughs> well, it turns out they rounded up those ones. All so, of them, yeah, did they? probably most, a huge majority. Oh, so, yeah, they yeah. did. Got gotcha. you. And then they did a bunch of sterilization in Wyoming, also. That refuge that we go to, I really enjoy. Um, it's just not a place a lot of people go to, and <clears throat> we've seen some interesting things, you know, and. There was one time we were at, uh, do you say it, Ure? Is that how you pronounce it in... in I don't know. Oh, the O-U-R-A-Y? It, where you guys, can you tell me how to say it? Ure? <laughs> Is that how you... Ure? <laughs> Anyways, Ure. there's a there's a refuge here in Utah that with that name. I'm not talking about Colorado. And um, we were on one of the dirt roads there, and not a lot of people go there either. I really enjoy it there, too, when we go. And there was a black bear walking down the road there, and it was just so surreal. Like, here's this black bear in the desert walking along the green – I think it's the Green River there. Mm-hmm. And it's hibernation time. <laughs> it was just like, what the hell is that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. That's cool. The things you never know, you never know you're going to see, you know? Yeah, and the rangers had never seen one there. They took a black bear. They trapped him. He was a trouble bear. So the joke between all the game wardens in their districts and even in the states is take your trouble black bears and dump them on somebody else. So they hauled this bear clear over to the like Utah-Colorado corner where it corners Mm -hmm. with Wyoming, dropped him off clear over there. And this was almost by Laramie, Wyoming. So they got they started getting reports of this black bear out in the Red Desert. And he took this big loop north and east until he got clear back around to Laramie. And it was like 275 miles that this bear had covered in about six days. Yeah, all the information that I'm still learning, like it blew my mind. Justin wanted to go into the willows after it. And I said, hell no. <laughs> and about an hour later, he looked at me because he was kind of disgruntled. I used my wife card and I said, you're, you're not chasing that black bear into the willows. I mean, it's out during hibernation. <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. And about an hour later, he said to me, that was a good call. <laughs> you, I, I'm sure you guys have had, a, we've had some experiences with black bears that were really rewarding, but, um, Absolutely. I still don't regret that. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good call, probably right. I mean, they are—they're way more tolerant than we think they are, right? There's so many people that are just petrified of bears, and I don't think yeah. you need to be right. You just need to respect them, and I think you know yes. 
the situation like that, if you went in there after it, it you know, who knows what that could have mm. turned out like. So <laughs> Yeah, it, that blind area, I don't know, it just made me really nervous. Right. So right. Jason would have been in there for sure. No, Jess, he would have no. been like, Let's go, man. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> no way. <laughs> nope. Not me. <laughs> well, Jamie again we'll have reminders where people can find you go well, ahead um, and where's Instagram your and Facebook Instagram and go ahead and spell it out for folks and we'll have it in the show notes as well oh, okay <laughs> it's Jamie Bolschweiler photography so it's J-A-M-I-B-O-L-L-S-C-H-W-E-I-L-E-R photography and I'm pretty sure most of them can get the photography I'm used to spelling the last name, too, because anytime we do anything, I have to spell out the last name for people, so. And that's what it is on Facebook as well, so. And no website yet with all these award-winning images? Um, I use fine art, which is just lazy. Hey, I have a lot of people ask me for prints, and I just send them there. You don't make a ton of money, but. I just, that's really not what I'm in it for. It's really for peace and those experiences, Jason, and you've had, and that's really, and to win some awards. <laughs> not me. I'm definitely in it for the money. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You're in it for the money. I know <laughs> you are. Which is why I'm broke. <laughs> hey, you're that's doing fact. what you love. I was just going to say, yeah. you're rich in other ways. For sure. Exactly. Yes. Yep, for sure. I mean, one day it would be nice, but I think that you have to put a little more effort into it than I have. So, kudos to you I think for you put a lot of effort into it, making that your <laughs> not the oh, financial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a kind of a bummer sometimes, but it is what it is. If you want to try it, yeah. How long have you been? Um, doing it professionally well like semi-professionally six or seven years but full-time just since last july i always had a oh okay main job. i figured you were one of those guys that had been doing it for 30 i just years look like and... it with the hair <laughs> i don't know that i've hanged anybody <laughs> that's the other thing i find with photography is there's such a wide array of people that do it I mean, I don't think I fit them all. I'll tell you what, these young guys <laughs> so, are killing it. Uh -huh. And they get out and chase, yeah, the, chase the most recent technology. You know, a lot of these camera trappers can't think of how many young people yes. and just have the energy to get out and find the right areas. And, and they are just slaying it with these camera traps. Yes, I'm very impressed. It's The camera trap stuff is really cool. So it's... Uh, they're very driven for sure. And they do a good job. And it's so those are some of the guys that you wouldn't necessarily think are the ones making a living off of it, but they're making a heck of a lot more than the rest of us. Well, Jamie, thank you for coming on the show. When Jason and I first thank talked you. about this, it was, you know, we didn't anticipate the emotional answer you had of kind of how you started in photography. And, and not only, you know, we were thinking, a female photographer that had kids not necessarily the tie-in with your mom and we appreciate you sharing that and bearing your heart it really changed a lot of things for me it's a great hobby to 
for emotional well-being if you're careful. I mean, there are some downsides of what you can get sucked into. You guys know that. And yep. so you've got to be very conscientious of <laughs> social media, <laughs> things like that, and not wanting to throw rocks at people that get in your way. <laughs> Right. Just kidding. <laughs> so glad you didn't have any rocks that day. No, I didn't. But you're so charming, you know. <laughs> you're too funny. I love it. It's true. He charms everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie, I we, we'd be remiss if we didn't say Happy Mother's Day to you, and Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there as well. And we really do appreciate you taking the time to you know, um, share your story with us. You've been listening to the Wild and Exposed podcast. If you haven't yet, please give us a rating and a review and make sure you're subscribed so that you'll get every episode we produce as soon as we drop it. And as always, thanks for tuning in. We're gonna make it someday. Nothing's gonna get in our way. We will be the biggest band in town.